That's right, Chuck. Hello there, Mr. Cole. We're gonna we're gonna speed run. We're gonna speed run it. Ninety nine nerds episode thirty eight. Um, this is Austin. Sean's here. David's here, and we are here today to talk to you guys about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Fresh out of the theater. I literally came straight from the theater here. Sean walked out of the theater three days ago. Yes. David walked out of the theater yesterday. yesterday. This is like the first movie in a long time we all saw separately, but that's yeah. fine. And, and in one weekend. Yeah, we nailed I mean, I, I heard nothing but things about this movie, so I feel like I had to get to the theater ASAP Rocky. Plus, there was zero chance I was going to record this episode if you guys saw the movie and I hadn't. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't have been here. But we're going to hit Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. What we're, else are we going to talk about? We're also going to talk about some drama that unfolded on May the 4th. The three of us were there and things got turned. Turned. Turniped. Turniped. The neckbeards came from the woodlands. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not too, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler. Let's just say I urinated four times. Dang. Because I was nervous. Okay. Of what was going on. Um, but before but we have all some business that, to take care of. Business to take care of. Guys, we did it. We broke the threshold. The haters said we couldn't. And now they're dead. We killed them. <laughs> they're gone. We officially have passed 99 subscribers. The magic number. Not to YouTube or the rest of the world, but to us. In 99. Our hearts. So this will be our last episode that we've recorded. Oh, no, no. Well, <laughs> um, so we have a face reveal to do. Yeah, we promised. I've been promising for multiple episodes now we will do a face reveal on our 99th um, subscriber special. And so in front of my friends here are folders with their face reveals. So let's start with Austin. All right. He's going to reveal his face Sean finally to the, to, the, to the world. Happen. Jonathan Stavos. That's right. All right. Dave is... <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> what? I guess. And then, of course, there's um, I'm, my stuff's down here. That's Sean. Okay. I'm a bat. That's my face. <laughs> sure. All right. And, I'm next. Uh, um, wow. 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 It, from behind, it kind of looks like Uncle Rico. From the yeah, you, ever, <laughs> you ever consider just growing a mustache like that? Uh, you used nope. to have long hair. I did for a hot second. It's so high maintenance. You got to do so much work. Didn't have time. Uh, oh, shoot. True. I can either bring you in warm or bring you in cold. Yikes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> That's what he says. Oh, whatever. Okay. Um, I'm, of course, the one. Jelly's the one. Jelly's the one. That's oh, me. man. That's such a systematic character. All right. Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. It's Patrick Warburton, of course. The, the most infamous, actor. infamous actors of our generation, the and then Dave. Oh, one of Thomas. if not the most infamous actors of our generation. You kind of run like him, Thomas Cruise. Really? No, maybe. <laughs> Dave, you're the kind of guy I think would still be ripped and action packed at 60 years old. I don't know about that. And just, I hope I'm dead at 60. Oh my what? Jeez. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> not in this economy. Not in this economy. <laughs> Uh, what's your last one, Sean? Um, oh, before the last one, um, I got what? <laughs> Guy Fieri. I'm gonna flare down. <laughs> There's times I feel like I really embody the spirit of this guy. You just dine, drive, and dine in. Yeah, I'm just like Diners looking for food in all the wrong places. <laughs> wow, Alderaan. 
But um, <laughs> now to lead into our next segment, last face reveal. Oh, heck yeah. Christopher. Dude, Chris Pratt. And Dave is Dave. Starlock. <laughs> Naturally. Batista. And then I, of Christ. course, and James Gunn because Dude, that's me and on. him look more and more like each other the older I get. But he's a good looking guy, isn't he? Dude. He's I, a, I he like used to be him. married to, uh, what's her name from The Office? No. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Pam. What? Jenna Fisher? Never You're that. lying. No, he used to be married to her. You're lying. Dude, I'm not lying. Why would I lie about that? that <laughs> why would I make that true. up? Why would I just say that in a podcast and then make you guys all wonder about it? Uh, so, Sean, why did you put these last? Because I want us to channel our inner Chris Pratt, Dave Batista, and James Gunn to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay, let's do it. May I start? Dude, start. Okay. James Gardner. Gunn. <laughs> James Gunn did marry her. There you go. <laughs> Holy cow. What uh, happened, though? Something bad. Dang. Jim Halpert. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. John Krasinski. Dang God. it. So, yes. I loved the movie. I'll say that. Whoa. I loved it. I got a lot out of it. It was uh, emotionally satisfying and fulfilling to me. Um... I thought it was a wonderful finale to that trilogy of characters. And more important than just funny, action-packed, was how emotionally satisfying it was. There was a catharsis to a lot of the characters' arcs. Yeah. And I was very impressed by the writing, the script, and it's just a really well-directed and edited film. Yeah. So what did you think, Austin? Because I would give it a 9 out of 10. Nine out of ten. Nine out wow. of ten. Well, you said it prompted you to watch the other two Guardians right away. Yeah, I watched the other ones right afterwards. I noticed that uh, I came home, watched Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 as well, and found there's just tons of cool Easter eggs, and there's lots of little details that were being set up all the way back then as well. Really? Now, what uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 came out, what was it, 2014? Yeah, 2014. And then I you said it came, the second one came out 2017. 2017. So yeah. six years later. Yeah, I didn't we realize had Guardians that, of the Galaxy three that it was Volume that three. big of a gap. But there was all that drama where he got canceled and fired by Disney. And but then they rehired him. Right. Plus, the Guardians had all the Avenger movies in between. Yeah, they were up to something. And we didn't. Yeah, we didn't get just a Guardians movie. I, so I saw the movie literally. I walked out of the theater an hour ago, uh, hour and fifteen minutes ago. Actually, you can still smell the popcorn on you. I didn't get any. I desperately should have, though. I'm hungry. Um, not, it wasn't your popcorn. That's right. <laughs> uh, I will. I'll try to sum this up in as few words as I can. I absolutely love the movie. I love the tone of the movie. I love the themes involved. I loved how they incorporated some of the Guardian characters that beforehand I didn't care for that much. I loved their arcs. I loved Mantis in this movie, and I feel like she's been really weak in the other one. Mm. Um, and just like overall in the Avengers movies. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was extremely emotional and moving. It threw a huge curveball in terms of what I expected versus what actually happened. I absolutely loved Chris Pratt in this movie. I'm a big Chris Pratt fan, and I thought he knocked out of the park with Star-Lord in this one. So I gave it a 9.1. Dang. Dang. You're we're averaging 9.05 right now. Let's go. Dang. 91 is the year you and I were born. Those are rookie numbers. We now, gotta... Dave, you were born in what year? 97. Oh, so what do you think <laughs> oh, that means? Oh, my gosh. Dave, let's hear what you have to say. What did you think of Guardians Volume 3? All right. So, to be quite frank with you guys, I have only seen the first Guardians and a little bit of Guardians oh, 2. Oh, God. <laughs> so, I don't know the, these characters very well. <clears throat> 
But that being said, I also don't care for these characters that much. Sure. They don't appease... They don't tickle my fancy. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Um, they just... They don't do it for me. Okay. It's, it's not... I, I get bored with them. Okay. I like Chris Pratt, yes. I like Drax, yes. Rocket, I always thought was kind of weird. Didn't really understand him. Sure, it's a sure. raccoon. Well, like what? Right, right. That's weird. Um, and just the whole tone, the whole everything with these movies is, are always different than normal Marvel movies, which right. can be a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but going into the movie, there was a lot of hype behind this. Yeah, I was seeing. Not because I didn't see it opening night, which I usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was seeing everybody posts about it. I saw Sean post that this is amazing, super emotional, um, that he cried. Oh. Um, I'll do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that being said, you know, I keep seeing this stuff about this is the best movie since Endgame, and it's like, okay, they say I that literally about every don't movie. believe that no matter what they say about whatever movie, it's just, it's worthless when right. they put that stuff in trailers and TV spots. The last post I saw going into the movie was, thanks Marvel, now I need a therapist. And oh I thought, my dang. dang. Couple that with the fact that <clears throat> I've seen Dave Bautista come out and say he's done playing Drax. This is the his f- finale. Um, I've seen that Zoe Saldina girl. Zaldana. Zaldana. Uh, Gamora. Zaldana, yeah. I've seen her come out and say this is her last film. So I'm thinking, yeah. shoot, all this emotion. Um, this is the end of James Gunn's trilogy. Mm-hmm. They're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it, they're going to go out with a bang. Um, so I was super excited to go see it. I went and saw it. And I thought, wow, the humor in this movie. Awesome. Rocket storyline. Emotional. Great. I loved it. I was on board. And then the movie ended and I realized it still didn't do it for me. I don't care about these characters. Um, so, I mean, I'm just being honest. I thought it was a great movie. I just didn't care for it. Dang. Um, I like Chris Pratt. I like Drax. Um, I thought Mantis. Funny. Great. Um, Gamora. Honestly, I couldn't really stand her. And I know it's a different Gamora. Right. But I couldn't really stand her. Um, I don't know anything about the guy with the wand. The Harry Potter wand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't see number two. Um, it's James Gunn's brother. Sean Gunn. And he will be at Comic-Con next week. Who which you oh I might be going to with Emily. Whoa. Um, Picks or didn't happen. I liked Castle in this movie. The yeah. actor. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Great. Nathan Fillion. I, I thought that was hilarious. Again, the music was great. Yeah. The humor was great. Yeah. The action. There is a fight sequence at the end of the movie. Oh, David. Oh, it Say is the great. words. It is amazing. Say the words. It is Everything that they do with DC, though, and you say you don't like that, it's the slow-mo, and then build it back up, and the slow-mo, and then build it back up. No, that's speed, not what I'm talking about. Speed ramping. I don't Maybe mind. Maybe it is a little cliche at times. I don't mind slow-mo. It's, because it, they're normal people. It's the speedster slow-mo scene. Sure. It's the Flash, Quicksilver, Superman, Shaz- uh, Black Adam. Black Adam. Like, yeah, the missile slowly approaching his face, and he, like, right. taps it out And it's away. not that I don't like it. I do like it. The problem is it's been it's been strung out too much. It's been overplayed. Um so anyway, keep So uh, the hit and the miss for me or the hit was Drax and the humor and the music and the action and Rocket. Rocket was probably the best part of this whole film. Right. Um and he's knocked unconscious for most of it. <laughs> right. The miss for me was Adam Warlock. 
Okay. I thought the the actor did a great job playing that character, mm-hmm. but the character story itself did sure. not make any sense to me. Uh, it seemed very forced, very weird. Um, didn't really explain who he is, what's going on. It was just kind of like he was on the scene. You didn't see volume two, so you can't you can't say that. Is he in volume two? Yeah. I mean, he's he's teased at the end. Well, let me let me say this, Dave. What would your score be? Mm. Again, your gut instinct. Great movie. Your butt instinct. Great movie. Two out of ten. No, this was a great movie. This was not a Black Adam film. Yeah. Whoa. This was better than Ant. Gave seven point something to Black Adam. I'm gonna give this an eight. Black Adam. (laughs) You must have loved it. I'm gonna give this an eight point oh. Oh, it would have been higher. For somebody who hates the movie, it's 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 not that I hated the movie. I'm, I, you hate be, the characters and everybody involved. It sounds like you <laughs> thought the movie was really good. It just didn't encapsulate everything. It seems like everybody else, everybody else is getting out of it. Yes, I, I thought it was yeah, going to be more emotional fair. than what okay. it was. Okay, I think the hype it didn't live up to what okay. everybody Ooh, was making yeah, it seem sure, to be. Sure, sure. I would say this: two things. If you would have seen Volume Two, you probably would have given it an eight point four. I'd say you would have had more context. You would have understood. Um, I think. It, this was like one of the greatest misdirections I've I've experienced in film uh, marketing. That like, I, my wife asked me about this movie, and I basically said, "This is James Gunn's finishing act." Swan I mean, song. like, basically everybody dies. Oh my god! That's what everybody was. S is for spoilers, and spoilers are for cool cars. Um. They even play into that, not only with the marketing of everybody's going to die. Yeah. You've got uh, time to face the music. You've got or Nebula carrying uh, Quill's lifeless body in the trailer. Yep. Later to find out in the very beginning that he was just drunk and passed out. But beyond that, um, they they made you think characters were going to die throughout the entire movie. Sure. Like there was a moment where I said, oh, my God, Drax just died. Oh, my yeah. God. Nebula just died. Exactly. Oh, my God. Peter Quill just died. Oh my God! Uh, what's Rocket literally died. Yeah. <laughs> so they they played into that super heavy, um, but then they all didn't. But that's okay. Well, I like that better. I think that I appreciated that so much. Yeah. Because I think in a lot of movies, maybe it would feel like a cop out to pro- to promote or at least to set up the idea of like you know this is where the characters are going to give their lives for their mission mm-hmm. and then to not do that it's like oh come on that's not fair that's a cop out um, insert news headline about supposedly bringing back Andy Circus for season 2 of Andor <laughs> right. but I felt like in back, this Sean. movie it was really cool for the characters to get their to win sure. they won in the end yeah. it almost killed them and it cost them a lot. And they're weeping and dragging each other through it the whole time, carrying each other on each other's shoulders. But they won, and they and then they made it out at the end. Because how many of them were dusted by Thanos? Uh, all but Rocket and Nebula. Dang. Yeah. So for them to get a W was good. Yeah, and um, I'll say this. There's a lot of things we can talk about. I would like to just talk about the villain. Do it. High Evolutionist. Right, evolution, the evolutionary, a high evolutionary, high evolutionary. You know, for a villain that is not Thanos, that's not Kang, and rewatching the first Guardians, um, he's not even uh, the bad guy from the first Guardians. Right, I can't remember his name right now. Ronan, yeah, yeah. But it's like 
dude, that is a terrifying villain. He's so vindictive. Yeah. He's like so he's like such a horrible evil guy. Like it's rare a movie has a villain that is like completely off the deep end evil. Mm-hmm. And you hate his guts so much in the movie. Right. I mean, he's horrible and cruel and torturous. Yeah. And you and and the weirdest thing is, you know, we talk about characters getting their spinach and their candy. You know, spinach is when something hard happens to a character and it's important because you need to bring him down a notch for him to be sympathetic. But then candy is when a character feels powerful and strong. And this movie is like that villain gets so many W's. He's like, it just seems like you can't beat him. He just keeps thwarting their plans and getting away with the most despicable things you've ever seen in a movie. But then they get him in the end. Right. Got him. Yeah, for sure. I can't remember I that. Him. I can't remember that actor's name right off the top of my head. I haven't actually. I don't think he's, I've actually seen him in anything. He's before. got a super unique name. I just saw Chibundi or something yeah, like that. I, I he's apparently he's in Peace, the Peacemaker show, which is also produced by James Gunn. But I've never watched it. I thought that Rocket's story all pieced together super well, super emotional. The build up, the the heartbreak, all of it was was done super well. I saw your review on Instagram. I saw that you gave it five stars, and I refused to read what you wrote because Dang. I didn't want to be spoiled by your thoughts i wanted to hear it firsthand um one thing that hit super close to home for me personally was i was one of the hundred people in the united states that owned a microsoft zune right on (laughs) and um first of all uh better memory for less money than an ipod uh way bigger screen there you go and um it was superior except nobody bought it except me and Peter Quill <laughs> or whoever got it for Peter Quill. So I love the integra- inter- integration integration of the Zune and how how much a part of this movie it was. And like the soundtrack carries through from volume one, two and three. The tone carries through. Love the music. Um, but then there's those moments of like they're playing music. Everything's great. And then boom, Drax gets shot in the chest with an ultra weapon from Nathan Fillion. And it's like, oh, my God, Drax is dead because you're waiting the whole movie for the moment when somebody's going to sacrifice himself, somebody's going to die. Um, and it's like record scratch. Burr, Drax is dead. Yeah. And then like slow-mo or the sad music kicks in and right. you're like, Oh shoot. The fun's over. Yeah. Right. I love that whole scene though. They're on that organism planet thing. That was fun. And the colorful suits is very, uh, what's it, that one director? It was very silly. It was very silly. <laughs> Extremely. Well, it's it, the, what I think the guardians movies do good. And actually Dave, I actually appreciate that you didn't like some things about the movie because as, as I said earlier, there are, I find when I really, really like a movie, I only have some, a few good things to say about it because it's like, Oh, it was done. Well, I liked it. They did a great job. I don't think I have like a lot to discuss about it sometimes, but when a movie isn't good or it does things wrong, I feel like that's a really good place of discussion. So that that one of the things that I think Guardians of the Galaxy does pretty well is it is silly, but it still finds a way to take itself very seriously when it's supposed to. For sure. And that is really cool. It's not flawless about this. In fact, watching Guardians one and two again, I was like, there's moments in that movie where I'm like, guys, just take it a little bit more seriously. This is really good. You don't have to like undercut it with a joke suddenly. Right. Which is called bathos in film. Mm. When you like, 
you undermine seriousness with Can I humor. say that Taika Waititi took a big old bathos yeah. in Thor? That's Love pretty much the problem with Thor Love and Thunder is it, yeah. it just needs to hold on to its seriousness a little bit longer. So Guardians does that pretty well. Maybe not all the time, but most time. So Dave, what are some things that you liked about the movie, but more importantly, what are things that really didn't work for you, you think? <clears throat> I feel um, like they set up... Uh, like what Austin was saying, they kept setting up in marketing and stuff that like, this is it. They're going to die. And it's it's not that I wanted them to die, <laughs> but oh it's like, gosh. why would you tease that? And then throughout the movie, just kind of tease it. One of them. <laughs> yeah. And then nothing to... Ha- I feel shortchanged. Mm. I don't... I feel let down. Like nothing happened. Kill them! <laughs> like <laughs> at the very end, so spoiler, this is a big spoiler. Major. Uh, Chris Pratt drops a Zune and goes back for it in the midst of like, legend. I don't know, in the midst of the midst of a, 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 yeah, of a, sh- a ship exploding and right. it's a desperate time to escape. So he jumps into outer space and Leia Organa's for a little bit and he starts dying because he, he's a human and he can't be in space without the right equipment sure so he's got nothing and you're just watching as he's like exploding um, from the inside actually all three guardians uh movies do that by the way of having somebody in space mm-hmm. and slowly die or almost die well right. i thought like oh this is it but that doesn't make any sense he didn't do anything like this death would mean nothing <laughs> right and then adam warlock out of nowhere not nah. adam did you like that that adam? was almost, yeah. yeah i couldn't I like, help but notice that i like that <laughs> so there were well the so let's talk about Adam Morlock actually. Yeah. So the little thing that's kind of a complicated about that character is he is like Austin said at the very last end credit scene of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The Guardians have been at the beginning of the movie they were dealing with this race of superior genetically created and crafted beings called the Sovereign and they're all gold colored skin and golden hair and they're all supposedly perfect. We find out that they were actually made by the high evolutionary. Right. But what happens is the guardians do a job for them. And then it's revealed that rocket stole something from them in that second movie, which is kind of the inciting incident. It's what causes the guardians to crash and has all the characters fighting with each other and kind of makes the team split up for the movie. But the thing is at the very, very end of the movie, the sovereign priestess leader she explains, okay, we're, we're going to craft a new citizen or like a new one of our population, except this one's going to be special and we're going to make somebody really powerful. And she says something along the lines of like, oh, I think we'll call him Adam. Mm-hmm. Right. And all they show is the exterior of his like his genetic pod pod. Yeah. yeah. So that's all you have heard about him. And of course, immediately you could go on the Internet. And it's like, oh, it's going to be Adam Warlock, who's a character in the comics. Right. Okay, I don't know anything about Adam Warlock. He's powerful. That's all I know. Right. And this is a setup for that. I don't even know if this is a comic accurate setup for him, but it's all it is. It's a setup. But that was six years ago, right? right. That was end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So nothing since then. So it is actually very out of left field for him to like just appear in the beginning of the, like the first 10 minutes of the movie. He's just rocketing towards them from space. Right. He's just Superman flying through space at him. And then he just like T-bone tackles Rocket. Mm-hmm. And um, there is something confusing about his character, which is he's kind of like a baby. Yeah, right. He's dumb. He's, right. he's naive. He the parallel know. there, I feel like, is Shazam. 
He's like the Shazam of Even Marvel. more so, except he hasn't experienced any life. Like he gets stabbed in that opening scene by Nebula and he doesn't even know what pain is. He's like, ouch, this hurts. He doesn't even know. Did you that notice is. that his first words and Rocket's first words were the same thing? Oh, hurts. Totally. Oh, God. God. Yeah, that part. I think that was the most emotional part. Nope. That was number two for me. Dude, when Teefers, Teefs, Teefs, Floor, Floor Lila, Lila and, Rocket. and Rocket. That was great. I thought he did a good job, good. but they were also creepy as dude. I was, H. it was like the scene from toy story when buzz gets thrown. That's under. what I thought. I thought the like, same oh thing. Exactly what Emily said. <laughs> the rabbit was, fr- I thought the rabbit was going to like eat Mom. him or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the thing about Adam Warlock is it's like, okay, he was made in this pod. He's only just been born really. And all he knows is he's got to like get rocket for the high evolutionary and for his mom, the sovereign leader. That's all he knows. He just got to go do this. And he's super powerful and he's unhinged. He doesn't really have boundaries. He doesn't really know what he's doing. So I kind of got the, I kind of felt like I understood the theme with him of, okay, him and rocket are similar in that they're just made for this purpose from somebody else. Right. And the end of the movie is them feeling like they have the ability to choose their own life, their own path. It was a little bit, I mean, when you compare it to Rockets, it's it's night and day because Rocket is the whole movie, his story. Right. With Adam Warlock, it's like, okay, maybe a little bit more nuance to it would have been nice because it is kind of confusing him fighting these characters at the very beginning of the movie. And then he just keeps disappearing and coming back. But you don't... I feel like the movie didn't give him a scene to, like, explain sure. who he is and why he is the way he is. Because like you said, Dave, otherwise... It's super confusing. Who is this guy and why is he acting like an idiot the whole time? Like, why is he so oblivious to what's going on? Right, right. I mean, one one thing that's important is the Guardians basically ruin that, the Sovereign. Like, they ruin their society. They blow, they, up, their sh- they blow up all their ships. Their yeah, fleet is destroyed. They make them look stupid. Gotcha. And so then the one chick, I forget her name. I, it's just, she's the priestess. That's all I remember. Yeah, she, like, hates the Guardians. So for Adam to be born, like, all he's ever been indoctrinated is these are the enemy. We hate them. Well, we must destroy them. They did have that line in the movie where the, the mom said, like, you took him out of the womb too early. He's yeah. still just a kid. Or sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that... We've all been there. <laughs> explain things to me. But speaking of, like, explaining things, I think that was another cool tidbit in the movie where uh, Star-Lord is reviewing what happened, telling Gamora, mm-hmm. well, this is what happened with the last Gamora. And it's that what I told you I liked in Thor Love and Thunder is like they used Korg to narrate what had happened up to this point and that's what we were saying is they need to do that now yeah. with Marvel because there's so many we're on like movie what 30 yeah something so I like that they keep doing that that yeah. little review of like if this is your first time watching Marvel or you're only on Guardians 3 and this is your third movie watching like right you can understand whatever what's going what's previously happened. on Mandalore. The Mandalorian. Right. Sean, how would you rank the three guardians? Uh, each one. Like I, one I personally three. think they each get better. Okay. Um, but what's funny is I've heard people say they don't like Guardians two as much. I didn't care. For I understand two as much. that. Yeah. For me, I think it's because the theme of that movie is very personal to me, and I think that that's probably why I like it so much. Okay. I in hindsight, it's like James Gunn is like I don't know. I just you know the osmosis cultural uh picture i get of the guys he's like oh he's an edgy director you know he 
He made like whatever it is, the Evil Dead remake, and mm-hmm. you know he got in trouble for some edgy tweets he made a while ago. Yeah. So and then he made the Suicide Squad, which is like a violent, crazy, you know, black comedy. But it is interesting watching some of his work and realizing he's a very he can write very emotional and very deep. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of why I've appreciated the Guardians movies, each one more than the rest, because I do feel like I'm getting the sense of the more time you're spending with these characters, the more important their personal journeys are to you. Sure. And these are complicated movies because it's a wide cast. It's not like a Superman movie where you can just focus on Superman, maybe Lois Lane, maybe the villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a cast of like at least no less than six of these guys. And then they they add more each movie. Right. So for this, it's like you you spent several hours with these guys, as well as all the other Marvel movies that they appear in. Right. So their arc better be serious. And that's actually kind of cool what you said earlier about Mantis. Um, because the second movie treats her very much like a joke. Right. It's kind of like mean to Mantis. That's the only thing about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 I don't like, which is they give her so much spinach and not enough candy. They really are mean to poor Mantis. Sure. Yeah. They make fun of her all the time. Drax keeps calling her ugly, which is like a recurring bit, but it it stops being funny after a while. Right. Because it just seems mean. Um, in fact, the one moment in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that I was like, guys, why did you have to do that? Was there's this big dramatic hero shot of all the characters <laughs> standing there. As like it's super cool. It's one of the coolest shots in all of the MCU of the characters standing there and like these hero poses. The camera swings around all of them, and it's like this very triumphant shot of like this is our heroes right here, the Guardians of the Galaxy. The world's blown up around them, and music swells and everything. And then, right as it reaches the you know the climax of this really cool moment a piece of debris comes out of nowhere and strikes Mantis in the head, knocks her out. And then a joke from Drax, like Mantis, look out. Yeah. <laughs> like a beat too late. So I'm like, you guys, you could have held it a little bit longer. What? You don't have to undercut your serious moments that quickly. Right. I really liked this. Yeah. In this movie, Mantis falls on her head over like, and over, so and over, over and over. <laughs> not her head, not just her head, but her neck like breaking and, so I don't know what species she is, but and she's... even like in space, they're all like floating, but she's like upside down and stuff. <laughs> and they're like, you know, they're like bouncing off the surfaces, but she's like cracking her head. On I the just surfaces. remembered the scene where Peter is talking to uh, Gamora and the color coded buttons. I was dying laughing at that scene. She's like, Peter, just so you know, we can all hear you. What? <laughs> yeah, this is an open channel. It's like, and then they go through the color schemes. That was that was very funny. I like yeah. that joke. Um, I liked the Peter Gamora uh, aspect of this movie. So I thought that was leading into he was going to win that Gamora over. Well, he kind of did. But then at the end, it wasn't sure. But we saw at the end, end credit scene that Star-Lord will return. Oh, my God. The legendary Star-Lord will return. I don't know. I th- you don't know if he will? <laughs> no, he will, but... <laughs> Who cares? <gasps> I felt like the crescendo of like, this is it. This is the finale. This sure. is the end of the trilogy. <clears throat> just felt like it was kind of lame. Like, okay, let's just sit Chris Pr- or, uh, Star-Lord down with his grandpa until we're ready for him with Kang. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, I wanted Maybe, more to yeah, happen. That's a good point. Sure. Just, he's, he's on the bench until then. Oh, and real quick about Kang. <clears throat> Disney. So, Jonathan Majors is in some trouble. Yeah. Um, apparently he choked a girl out 
Yikes. Which you can't do. <laughs> Not something you want to um, do. I wouldn't recommend it. Apparently, he's <laughs> his lawyer says they have proof he's innocent. I don't know how you prove that he didn't choke her. Um, Yikes. But I guess a bunch of other girls Just have find come out forward. he doesn't actually have hands. True. Easy. Oh <laughs> um, Cut him off. See? Or this is his origin story for the Daredevil show coming out. Oh, my god. Where gosh. he fights the hand. Dang. Oh. Um, it's Kang. Or <laughs> Super Smash Bros. You fight the hand. Yeah, it it's wasn't whatever. his hand. It was a possessed hand. Dang. Um, anyway, a bunch of other hand. girls have come forward and said, yeah, he dem- he abused them, too. Um, so he's in some hot water right now, and they're waiting on the trial still. So Disney has said that they have someone ready to go to recast. Oh, my Kang. gosh. Secrets. But friends don't keep secrets, Disney. They're waiting to see how this trial plays out. So. We'll see. I bet whoever they've cast or supposedly entered negotiations with really appreciates being like in the floating zone about that for what might be the biggest movie deal of their life. Right. Took a screenshot of a tweet that I saw after the theater. What if it's just Chris Pratt again? It said, <laughs> uh, gang. PETA calls Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 the best animal rights film of the year. They said the film has helped audiences see animals as individuals and suggested that just because we can experiment on them doesn't mean we should. You know what's funny is I was reading the Wikipedia page and some of the reviews. There's another animal rights group that said the exact opposite. Well, <laughs> my favorite part is the very first top comment on it is F you, PETA. Well, there you go. PETA Quill or PETA the organization? <laughs> PETA the organization. Um, cool. I, I mean, I loved it. Sean loved it. David's a box. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, Dave, no, it was a good movie. It was, it just, I thought it, I thought it was going to be more grand. You know what this makes me want to do? It makes me want to create a spreadsheet and we should do, you know how we did our top 50 star Wars, uh, characters. Sure. We should create our own top 50 MCU characters. Let's do it. Because be honestly, Star-Lord in this movie just shot up my list. We could do a six-hour podcast of us just like debating who goes above who for sure. hours and hours and hours. That'd be fun. We could do a, we could, we could create it together. I'll create the spreadsheet and then we can move the, the cells on the spreadsheet around as we like. I already got my top five. Well, your top five might be different from me. Who's got the most weighted opinion though? Is it me? Uh, it'll be my son, Oliver. Oh my gosh. I'll let him review it. <laughs> anyway. So let's talk about Mantis a little bit more. So Mantis, I thought it was actually interesting how um, they, again, they're kind of mean to her in the movie, but what they did that I liked was they kind of refined her and made her essentially like the moral compass. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool how at one point in the movie, she was kind of defending Drax because Nebula was just like screaming at Drax about something. And Mantis defends him saying, he is the only one of you that doesn't hate himself. And I kind of like that you kind of get this uh, impression from Mantis that she maybe is make, you know, she's easy to make fun of. She comes across as naive at times, but she is the only one who has the emotional intelligence to understand everybody. Yeah. And that kind of informs when she talks about stuff. It's nice because it informs the audience about things that they don't probably think about. Sure. Like Drax doesn't hate himself. Right. It's easy for us to think, oh, Nebula hates herself or um, Rocket hates himself. These are really obvious. But even Star-Lord kind of yeah. has all this resentment about his own life and Gamora, obviously. So it's like, I like that Mantis is revealed as a 
important character for this team because she brings this needed sense of like caring about people. Yeah. When otherwise they all just hate, they would all just treat each other like crap all the time. Yeah. I liked uh, the part with Mantis when they go on that like organism organism ship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just starts mind controlling all the different people. <laughs> I was crying it was, laughing. It was so funny. And then there was a lot of moments in this movie where it was like, you this are is... hopelessly in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> there were so many parts where it was like, you do this every time. <laughs> this is really funny. And the, like the tone and everything is very lighthearted. And then something very heavy hearted happens right, right away. Like she's like, you're, I don't remember what she said to all of them, but she was like controlling all their minds. What was the first one? Can't remember the first one on that ship. Yeah, I thought it was the 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 they had to get past the security gate, and she made the guy fall in well, love. There was with that, but well, then like once the they guards, were surrounded, yeah. the first guy I can't remember what she did to them, but then the second one. Oh yeah, there was like oh you feel like dancing. That was the second one. You feel like, like dancing, that. and then the last one was like uncontrollable rage. Yeah, yeah the uncontrollable rage one got me. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's like she's a weapon. You know, she can be used. Like such an easy to abuse power for sure. I think she said something about Drax that hurt his feelings. She's like, you think I'm stupid? And she's like, you are going to forget. All yes. Forget, well, no. She's forgets. like, you are stupid, and just like right. kept going at it, and then goes, you will forget. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I like Mantis's character. <laughs> But the guy though that she said, you feel like dancing. He was just like going to town, like <laughs> the goofiest dance you've ever seen with the biggest smile on his face. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that scene. was great. I think another highlight, like humor wise, was the uh, castle, whatever his name is. Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion. Yeah. Nathan Fillion. Um, when him and Chris Pratt had to talk about, like, oh, I got one of them in my group, like yeah. the stupid guy. Yeah. That was great. That was funny. One thing to like have a stupid person in your group. It's one another thing to like talk about him out loud while he's right there. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, that, that was, was great. I'm really disappointed in him. That was really that was really unique. That whole like organism world. They had those weird body suits. They looked like like quantum. You know those quantum worm things that have been in Ant Man a couple times. They kind of looked like that. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about? Maybe I'm thinking of like I was thinking like the worms. I was thinking like with the. Was a bell tire? What is it? like the the tire guy? But he's <laughs> yeah. they're they're fleshy and pink. Yeah. That 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 whole sequence was really funny to me because it was um. So when I saw the movie, I saw it in theaters. I saw a version of the theater that was showing it with subtitles. Oh, which I might want to do that all the yeah, time. Yeah, I if wish I, could, I had. That. If I can get that in Dolby too, Dude. just always do that for me. But it was kind of interesting because um, you're watching. One, it not only did the the subtitles for dialogue, it also did it for song lyrics. Oh, wow. Which I really thought was cool because there's a moment... For example, the movie opens with um, the first song. Licensed song is um, the acoustic version of Creep. Right? Okay. By Nine Inch Nails. Or mm-hmm. was it... Is it Nine Inch Nails? Or is it Radiohead? I'm not 100% I don't, I'm sorry. Sure. I, don't I, was, I meant to look it up because I wasn't sure what song it was. So anyway, they do that... They do uh, Creep. Um... And then there's a moment where Rocket is kind of getting into an argument with Peter and the song is still playing in the background. And I noticed that he says, um, I think he calls him uh, a raccoon, right? Mm -hmm. Peter calls him a raccoon. And then Rocket says, I'm not a raccoon. And then the very next lyric, like right on time is like, I'm a creep. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was intentional, wasn't it? Because if I'm an editor, I'm thinking there's no way you don't do that on purpose. Right. Right. So... 
There was little moments like that where I'm watching the movie. I'm like, okay, the lyrics are actually... They're not always exactly telling you the scene, but some of the way the dialogue would lead into the next lyric was really clever at times. Yeah. I love the use of the music. I also like the the theme of the raccoon. I'm not a raccoon. I'm not a raccoon. He yeah. says it three times. And then movie. everybody else calls him something different. Like squirrel, the badger, gerbil. The squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. And then at the very end, we finally got him looking at a sign that says his type is raccoon. Right. Yeah. Like it gives the, the genus, like the actual Latin name, and then yeah. it says commonly known as raccoon. He's got to accept it, man. He's got to accept who he is. Yeah. Oh, and he, he collects all the little baby raccoons on his shoulders. That was great. God dang. Good stuff. I we messed up. I mean, because volume two hadn't was six years ago. I mean, I didn't see uh suicide squad. I didn't see James Gunn's suicide squad. So this was like the first or the, the latest like taste of a James Gunn film. And I'll say it has me very excited for what he's going to do in DC. I understand it's not going to be the same tone, you know, he's going to vary it a lot. And he's obviously not doing every single movie, but he is now the Kevin Feige of DC. We'll see. And I'm excited to see what he does. DC more like we'll see. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just saw today in Superman Legacy, they're going to have the dog. Crypto? Yeah. Cosmo. No, Cosmo was the one in this movie. Oh, never mind. Then. <laughs> Same Smashes thing. that guy. Same thing. Um, cool. The dog in this movie. Cosmo. Mm-hmm. Was that voiced by the the girl from New Girl? No, it was voiced by the girl from Borat 2, who was nominated for an Oscar for her performance in Borat 2, which I think is one of the weirdest things that's happened in the last few years. But (laughs) she voiced that character. And it's funny because I was listening to it and I'm like, this has to be an actress. Like, it has to be somebody. And I just couldn't nail the voice. I couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's that girl. Well, she goes straight from Borat to getting nominated for an Academy Award, and now she's the voice of this, like, important character in the film. Mm -hmm. Also, I like that they did that with the dog. The dog was in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. They go to the Collector, Mm -hmm. played by Benicio Del Toro, and she's, you know, the dog is just in the background barking at them and stuff. Mm -hmm. They walk by her little glass tank. And then she doesn't come up until the holiday special. She just, like, is walking around. She has a few lines of dialogue. So it's like, okay, she's just a joke of a character. But I really liked in this movie, she mattered. Like, she had powers, and she was, like, important to, like, saving them in the end. Yeah. That was pretty funny. She's a good dog. Uh, I mean, so, do you want to dive into the end credit scene? I was going to say, let's talk about, because this is the, fina- like, the ending of the trilogy. The, right. <clears throat> the full circle moments for each character. And I wanted to see if, one, we can recap each full circle moment. But two, which one's your favorite? Oh, of yeah, all yeah. the characters, what was your favorite full circle moment? I loved uh, them ending with Florence and the Machines. Dog days are over. Dog days are over. Super emotional because then you get Peter going back to Earth to find his grandpa, who they tease throughout the movie. His grandpa's still alive. He's in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He's in the prologue. Ah. That is Peter. It's weird to think Guardians of the Galaxy 1 starts not with Star-Lord dancing, mm. which I always thought it did. Right. But rewatching it, it starts with him watching his mom die in the hospital. That's how you start that movie off. Dang. And then the grandfather being there to like, come on, Peter, it's time to see your mom. You got to talk to her. You got to say goodbye to her. And and then his mom saying, you know, Grandpa Joe or whoever is going to take real good t- care of you. And and then she passes away and like, he just like, you know, his grandpa tries to hold him and he just like runs. Yeah. And then eventually gets kidnapped by the pirates. Right. So that character 
That's the last time you see him, and then they bring him all the way back. Nine years ago. <laughs> yeah, into having him in this movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah. They they tease that. What else did they tease? So that was Chris Pratt's full circle. Right. Is he kind of accepted that this is not his Gamora. Right. And he's ready to move on. Which I, I when I looked up his grandpa. John he, Stamos. Uh, <laughs> he... Chris Pratt did an interview after Guardians Volume 2, and yeah. he said he would like to see Star-Lord go back to Earth. He said that in 2017. Did he have knowledge of Gunnathan's... I don't know. Who knows? Or it is, did Gunnathan do it for him? It is weird that I totally forgot he had he had family on Earth right. that he just hasn't seen. Right. And maybe there's like, you know, just a reason for that. It's just too hard for him to go back. One of the big, oh my gosh, moments. What was Groot's full circle moment? So I was going to bring that up is we did not mention Groot at all. Yeah. He kind of took a back seat. I mean, he's got his moment. He there, seals all the guns. There is one moment that where. That scene was sick. On, yeah, that was cool. I lo- on Counter Earth, when oh. they show up and yeah. he yells. Yeah. <laughs> did you notice the goat people fainted? No, I didn't see that. I, you, you might have to check me on that, but when he yells and like all the different species are around, a oh, couple yeah. people faint and They're I throwing swear rocks it was at the goat stuff people. And they freak out. <laughs> yeah. What did they say he should go? It was some kind of mode. I forget what it was. Go. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah, they say something, don't they? Isn't it, it's not like kaiju mode? I think or something. it was kaiju. Is that what it is? Yeah. Kaiju mode. He just turns into this giant monster. He's like, no, not kaiju mode. Them. No. <laughs> But yeah, the, I love when Groot's overpowered in this movie. The the, the I love it. He's got the wings. He got he has wings. Sweet. He's invincible. He's essentially immortal. He can make himself bigger. Yeah. He can hold like 10 guns at once and shoot everybody in the room. That's probably my favorite scene. Which the biggest thing with Groot like in the what was it? Infinity War? Yeah. Is he got beat and then he had to regrow and right. it took time. Right. In this one he gets his head chopped off and then the next scene he's got a whole body again. Well, because he maintained his head. That's all it takes, just like real life. Because in the first one, he blew up completely. Uh, he sacrificed himself, and like all it was was a little twig, and they planted, twig he planted they the twig. Yeah, I get, well, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to say because I think for a while they're like, oh, this isn't Groot. This is son of Groot. Yeah, I, whatever, whatever that means, dude. I guess cool. Um, but that scene was super like super tense when Peter's walking past High Evolutionary and he's looking at him, and then eventually it cuts to them. Wiping everybody out because Groot's got all the guns. They jump out the window. Groot grows wings and they fly. That was, I loved all of that. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that was sweet. Although pretty messed up what they did to that poor scientist. Yeah, I know he's a bad guy, but at the was, same time, you're like, I didn't see it going that way. Yeah, do, hero, do heroes really just like? I would have thought like, oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna jump out of this window with him, scare him half to death, right. and then we're gonna like, after I've made him pee his pants, I'm gonna like interrogate him to find out what I need right. to know. Instead, they just like. They saved themselves, yeah. and they just slam his body into the ground, killing him. Yeah, and then underwater. And then rip his darn headpiece off. I thought they were going to take him alive and then extract the information out of him. Not today, Zerg. <laughs> um, so then we get the big, oh my gosh, moment at the end when Groot says what? I am Groot, probably. <laughs> no, dude, you weren't paying attention? What did he, Groot say? He says, I love you guys. No way. Yeah. I missed that. At the very end of the movie when they have their... That was when, his last when line. Chris, yeah, when Star-Lord and Mantis are talking about how they're going to kind of go on their own journeys from here on out, and they're going to leave it in Rocket's hands, the Guardians, they do like a group hug, and group says, I love you guys. I th- Oh, I missed that. I didn't know that was Groot. That yeah, said yeah. That. Although, apparently, James Gunn has confirmed it's not because Groot 
is isn't saying I am Groot. It's because we, the audience, oh. now can understand him. Wow, dang, nice, James, son wow. of a Gunderson, Gunderson. <laughs> gunning us down. That was nice. Yeah, there was lots of little fun things with Groot where I'm like, it's a good thing this character like doesn't talk very much, and isn't like I assume he's intelligent, but he doesn't like do much socially because he is so overpowered. Yeah. He just says that whatever ability you need him to have at any given moment. <laughs> right. So we've got Star-Lord's full circle. We talked oh. about that. Um, he kind of comes to grips with everything happening. Right. And he's going to go back to Earth and just... Gamora goes back to the Ravengers. Gamora, yes. With um, Rocky Balboa. Sylvester. And then we just talked about Groot. Groot talks at the end. That's kind of his full circle then. Um, well, then also in the end credit scene, we see Groot in his final form. He's pretty big. He's like the he's size like a of a Pokemon. Ogre. He's, he's like he's huge. He's yeah. this massive being. That's true. And then uh, we got the whole movie's about Rocket, right? So he gets his full circle. Um, we see what he did to High Evolutionary. Yeah, I like that. That was cool. Um, but my favorite was Drax's full circle because mm. Drax's whole part, like his whole thing, is that Thanos killed his wife and kid, his, right, daughter. his daughter. Yeah. And you lo- like Drax is such a lighthearted character. He's always just making the jokes. And but when you think about his story, it's like, dang. And then for James Gunn to give him his full circle up with yeah. the high evolutionary. The whole point was he was trying to create a species of perfect beings. Yeah. beings. So Rocket was what? Batch 78, 80, 89, 89 yeah. something like that. Um, so... At the very end, we see he has a new batch, but it's all little girls, um, which I don't know if he made them from hamsters because they were running around the wheel <laughs> or what. <laughs> Might said, be true, yeah. He said they could last on 30 calories a day, and the one little girl had been running for two hours straight nonstop. And then they, like, they, only need, time. they need one hour of sleep a week or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, he's trying to create the perfect species. But still not enough. Which... I want to get back to the okay. high evolutionary. Remember okay. that. Um, Done. Right. Trying to create the perfect species. He creates all these little kids. They save all these little kids. Um, and Drax ends up being their father figure. He's and the one that can communicate with them. Aww. Communicates with them. Aww. Which they're trying to communicate Aww. with them for so long. And then he finally busts out at the end their, their language. They say, you could talk to them the whole time. What the heck, man? This old you never asked you me. You never asked me. <laughs> of course. So yeah, other than course, Rocket's story, I, I loved that part. What is it was it is it Mantis or Nebula says something Nebula. about like like yeah, I always thought I, I I knew who you were. I always thought I had you figured out, but now I saw like who you truly are. Yeah, you're, you're not Drax the destroyer. You're da- you're, you're the Drax dad. the dad. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. that there's was a, cool. there's yeah, there's another moment I'd forgotten about in Guardians Volume Two where Mantis and him are talking and, um, you know, she can touch people and, and feel their feelings. So he was like having a conversation about his daughter. He, re- he was reminded of her, his daughter. He says, oh, you remind me of my daughter. And she was a lot like you. And and she's like, what did she say? She's like, uh, ugly <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> or detestable or something like that. Disgusting. And he says, no, innocent. And um, anyway, then he's just sitting there clearly thinking about his wife and daughter. And then Mantis kind of like puts her hand on him. And then she immediately feels like overwhelming sadness. Yeah. And it's like, it's just interesting to think about Drax just like sitting there very chill. Straight but, like, but on the inside, he's actually 
really yeah, hurting yeah. Right. about what happened to his family. Yeah. David, I've got it written down. You wanted to get back to high evolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so this guy's creating the perfect species. At the very end, his face get ri- gets ripped off. Sure does. <laughs> Let me ask you, is that Red Skull? No. But what was Red Skull's whole thing? He his was Hitler. His face was red and he had no nose. The superior race. Dang, Nazis are just like the high evolutionist the Aryan race or whatever. Oh it gosh. did look like Red Skull because I didn't of know, the missing nose. Right. I didn't I know what it was, that was. More, I thought it was more Harvey Dent from The Dark Knight. Yeah. It was pretty messed up. Well, yeah, uh, Rocket was the one that did that to him. Yeah, that was no joke. After he killed, uh, what was it, Lila? Yeah. Layla? Lila. Teefs. Yeah, Lila. Teefs. No, that was at the end. Yeah, they the ripped his face off. No, but no, no, Rocket like how did it happened that to, to him. him. After he killed Isla, Rocket tackles him and scratches his face out. That's what really happened to him, and he was wearing a mask. Oh, I thought he always had the mask. No, no he was normal in the flashbacks with Rocket yeah. growing up, and then... See, like, I thought it connected, because you could kind of see, like, the edge of his face were, like, pulled, and like, yeah. then he had more, like, wiring behind him. So I thought, like, Rocket just scratched, like, the sides of his face mostly. But then oh. the, the mask flap... He peels it off at the end, and it's like Rocket freaking destroyed him. I literally, gotcha. Literally ripped. You one could say it was a face off between oh. those characters, which I finally ah, got after Gunders. after seeing that in the movie. Like Chris not Pratt a, said it like five it's times. It's not a trap. It's not a trap. You, <laughs> it's, it's not a, a trap. Face if off. you know it's a trap, it's a face off. A face off. It's not a trap. It's a face off. <laughs> well, it was a face. Groot, off. kill them all now. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Surprise. <laughs> got him. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was a good movie. Well, the thing that was kind of interesting was Nebula's summary, too, because... So what was hers? Because well, I, I didn't understand. What's a little bit weird um, is... And I kind of like that they did this. They obviously have a problem with Nebula not being the original Nebula, right? Because if you want to, like, kind of have her story be as deep as the other ones, you have to, like... You have to do all this catch-up with her. Right. And you're not really going to be able to do that fairly... Because it's like all these characters are so close and and care about each other, but she's just like not there with them. Hold right? on, she's not the original Nebula. No, no, because I lost that. Infinity in in Infinity War, the original Nebula was killed, uh, and then this one was the one from Endgame that was like an alternate timeline that came forward. Same with thing with Gamora, right? That's what I'm talking. Who am I talking about? Nebula. What am I? In, the blue. What one. am I? A moron? <laughs> I've been trying to say Gamora this whole time. Why'd you guys let me go off on a tangent <laughs> well, about something I that wasn't true? Right. That's why I said, wait, I thought it is the original Nebula. But didn't Nebula get captured by Thanos and that's how they find out about the alternative timeline? Yeah, that Nebula died. Okay. And Endgame. Okay. Thanos killed... He basically stripped her down to bare bones to like extract that those memories, right? The original, Nebula, the original Nebula is the one we have in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. <laughs> I feel like I ruined this so bad for you guys because I kept saying Nebula and I've t- right. I've completely disintegrated so that's what everything I, said. I was talking about. That's why I said, wait, it's not the original Nebula? So it is. It is. Okay. Because then not- I thought for a second maybe Thanos did kill her when he got, you know, when he captured her. And then when you said, wait, it's not the original, <laughs> I thought you were the most dumb person in the world. How did you mess that up? What is this idiot talking about? <laughs> you guys just let me go on. This is like 
Ron all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you, Sean. Dang it. So Gamora. Gamora, yeah. Gamora is green. She sure green is. Green Gamora. She's she also is an not. She's not related to those characters. She's too far behind. She's got to right. catch up. What I kind of liked how they did in the movie is it would have been easy to just have the characters fall in love again. And a part of you, just as an audience, really still wants that to happen. Right. But it is also a mature take to be like, maybe they could, but it can't be the same thing. Right. And these are two characters who maybe just need to live their own lives for a while. Sure. I liked that the whole, uh, Peter, you are like a pond and you've been jumping from one lily pad to the next. And yeah. each lily pad is a woman. Maybe it's time for you to learn how to swim. <laughs> Wow, Drax, that was really deep. <laughs> yes. It's like a metaphor. Yes, I understand that. <laughs> Lily pads are green. Gamora is He's green. green. <laughs> metaphor. And her skin is flapping because she is a leaf or something like that. Metaphor. <laughs> so um, I kind of thought that that was definitely maybe not the fairy tale ending for those characters, the fairy tale ending for Gamora, but I think it was the mature one. Sure. Apart from the fact that she's just with the Ravagers, which wasn't, I didn't I don't, see which that is coming. not that. Yeah, wasn't something they. She she didn't make a beeline for the Ravagers in Endgame, and they didn't touch on her in Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. So, I guess she's just with the Ravagers now. But they did have a nice little shot at the end of her, like in a group hug with them, and it seems like okay, she's she's at a place where she found people. She she's not alone. Yeah, that's nice to know. She's not yeah. just like being a lone wolf out there on her own. She's got. Her people. And her whole thing was like, quit telling me who I am because right. Star-Lord just kept telling her like, this is who you were. Yeah. And her whole thing was like, I'm not that person. So for her to finally be accepted for who she is. Yeah. That Dang, was kind of like nature versus nurture. I love the part where star is trying to put the charm on that chick. And then at the end, he finally says, put me on the PA. I know those are good people. I can just get to them. And then the second he sits down, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not an idiot. I'm <laughs> just trying to get control. <laughs> he's very clever. He's, he's an idiot, but he's not. And that's what I like about him. He's that fun. Whole, that whole sequence is great because there's so many times I'm watching movies and uh, you ever have this thing where you're like, man, if I were in that scene, this is what I'd be saying. Right. Because something is happening that is so ridiculous. And I feel like it could be solved if one person was saying the quiet part out loud. Right. And I love that that whole sequence is Star-Lord saying... I am so sorry, guys. Like, we do not try to kill people. This has gotten way out of hand. We're really not like this. Like, him constantly assuring that poor girl who they kidnapped. Like, listen, it's going to be okay. Uh, you need to understand that she was, she's not really Gamora. She's this other person from, like, reviewing. I love when Gamora shoots that lady in the leg. Like, oh yeah. my gosh. I didn't see that. Hold on. <laughs> she's, like, screaming. Oh my gosh. Screaming in pain. It's so good. Yeah, that was good. I, uh, like, I love that Chris. I love that. Like, I keep saying Chris Pratt. I love that Star Lord is like he still loves Gamora so much. He's doing everything he can to run interference for her. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it was good. Rocket made me cry a lot. Yeah, when in his baby when he got hurt and he said he could barely talk and he's like hurt. Yeah, it's that. literally his first word. Hurts. <laughs> oh my god. Which was voiced by Sean Gunn. <laughs> was it? There is a part uh, in one of the movies, some character calls him uh, like vermin. You vermin. Yeah, it's he, the like, first one. He, he, Drax calls him that and they can do a big fight about yeah, it. Yeah, he goes off. He's like, oh. and, that, and now if you think about it, it's like, 
yeah, his friends. Question: Did he have that key in the first two movies? I wasn't paying attention to it. I okay. wouldn't be surprised if no, okay. because maybe it wasn't an important detail. It maybe it was added later. Because the way he still had it, I felt like that was pretty cool. I'm like, man, does that he- was a good setup reminder payoff, dude. You taught me about that. Where uh, you know he's got this. It's like the he's like playing around with this little thing, and he puts it in his pocket. And then the next thing that happens is Warlock. That scene yoinks, yoinks him. Dude, that scene was tough. When he gets thrown in the cage and he just starts assembling it. And he starts pulling pieces out of the grate. He's just putting it together. They're like, we're going to the new world. No, we're not. No, we're not. He's going to kill us in the morning. We, we got to get, get out, out of here. here. <laughs> what? Yeah. That was tough, dude. You know what's yeah. interesting about that backstory that I, in hindsight, realized I, I was totally not prepared for? Was I could... P- put the pieces together in the first two movies that Rocket was like part of some crazy genetic experiment they probably tortured him it was probably miserable but in my mind I was always picturing this angry witty snarky cynical Rocket character going through all that right that's what I always pictured right for sure until you see the movie and it's like no it's this poor innocent little baby right. going through all that stuff until it hardens him right to the point where that's who he becomes right. and you're like yeah. oh my and then like there's something about like the phenomenon of in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 Yandu tells him Yandu like reads his reads his mail there's a moment where Yandu basically just tells him like you're like me you know you push people away because you don't want them to hurt you and just kind of has his whole his whole like undre- he dresses him down right right and it's like there's a moment where Lila gets killed and he like just gives this guttural just scream yeah. screaming at the top of his lungs in grief over it and there's a part of me that's like okay that character never was gonna let that happen again to him right. <laughs> holy cow yeah that's messed up and then he attacks high evolutionary grabs the gun kills those three guards that was and sweet escapes that was that whole the build up and you can see like this is who he is now and you're right he's never gonna so let, what's ever the, gonna let that happen again what's the connection with like he's obsessed with like the winter soldier's arm and like it's He's got. A, it's got to be because he just loves technology and gadgets, and a lot of those technological things remind him of his friends. Like sure. it's well, like trauma. It's like there's a word for this in psychology. It's called trauma reenactment, <laughs> oh. where you keep you keep doing the thing and approaching the thing that hurts you because you're trying to make it stop hurt you. It's like oh why there's sadists and mas- masochists in the world Thank keep you. hurting themselves and hurting others so they can. Feel a sense of control over it, dude. Right? Maybe that's. I didn't know that is, this then. was going to be that kind this of podcast, deep, huh, guys? Because right. the Lila had the arms, the arms, yeah, and Teefs had the wheelchair, the little wheels, dude. And Teefs, the, and then Floor, Floor was just was a spider, creepy as heck, dude. <laughs> yeah, she was creepy. Even just her voice. I like Teefs though. He's had like a British accent. Yeah. My name's Teefs. <laughs> we all got Teefs, but mine are the most pronounced. <laughs> Uh, I never saw Rocket as like a genius, and in this movie, it's like I, I guess, I mean, he's there. He's very good with technology and like putting stuff together, but I feel like that it was really highlighted in this movie. So, well. what made him different? Why was he the key for the High Evolutionary? I, I think that that question is kind of the inciting incident for him. It's like I've genetically engineered all these creatures. Why are you the smartest? Like, what is it about you yeah. and your brain that is? 
a genius. You had your own original thoughts. It wasn't something we told you. You're an inve- you you're inventive. Us. You're a problem solver. So it's like, well, obviously, I just have to dissect your head and get your brain and then figure it out. And it's like, yeah. you can't do that. Right. It's like The Last of Us. Right. The cure, but we're not going to let you get the cure. I don't know. I didn't watch it. <laughs> also, I My mean, favorite part of Last of Us is when there's just a couple left and they're like, guys, this is <laughs> The Last of Us. I don't know. I haven't seen it. We're The Last of Us. <laughs> well, you know, it's also like... It's yeah, also like if Pedro you want- Pascal looks at the girl and says, it's Last of Us time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, you know, the last thing I want to say is it's like, it's just such a sad movie. It's like, it's a good movie. It's got so many triumphant, emo, you know, satisfying, fun moments. But when it's sad, it's so sad. Yeah. But it's also playing on easy mode for to make an audience sad because it's, Innocent baby animals being abused. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't get more messed up than that. Yeah. So no I even feel bad for Adam Warlock. Yeah. Because they like he. It's like you get the idea. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> like they blew up his mom. <laughs> He's like, like what the heck? Show him we mean business. <laughs> he incinerates the guy. Well, I did, that's what you said. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? He's dead now. We can't get any information from him. That was funny. And um, then he finds a little pet and he takes care of the pet. Yeah, it was cute. Uh Looked kind of like a loth cat. I also no. Fig- what was the animal from Shang Chi? Uh, yeah, what was his, like what that. Was his no, name? No, that thing had like wings and no You're face. Right. It was You're like, right. It was a big fuzzball. <laughs> big fuzzball with no I, face. I can't remember his name. Was but Greg or Gary. something. <laughs> yeah, Cornelius. <laughs> so I think, uh, in summary, what I the this final film made me finally understand. What makes the Guardians of the Galaxy really interesting as characters and heroes is they're all very beat up people who shouldn't be heroes, but they just do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. And that's why they're heroic. Word. Agree. Which is what we are. Wow. I mean, we've got more than 99 subscribers now. Yeah. But why is that? of your editing well i was gonna say what, <laughs> what happened on may the 4th that made that oh, happen oh well we can talk about this very briefly because that review took a while um may the 4th we got a text from a buddy that said hey local restaurant bar may the 4th star wars trivia night and we said cowabunga <laughs> oh my gosh so we went to a local restaurant they had a guy set up it was doing Trivia, it was 20 teams at the restaurant. Wasn't it like 25? Oh, it was over 20, he said. Oh, shoot. Not even a, not even an accurate number. There was too many. We were all excited because we got there really early, and we were thinking like, oh, almost nobody here is here to play. Easy pickings. Except they were. But there's a lot of people who came. So um, lots of questions. We felt like overall there was a few. There was quite a few too many that were way too easy. We were like, okay, we need some like feel like there were too many easy questions, not enough medium questions, and then a couple of hard questions. We needed a way of, like, sifting the, yeah. no- the noobs. Right, because it was, like, towards the last first, after the first round, there were so many people that had the same amount of points. Yeah, it was like close. a, what was like a six or eight way tie for first place. It's like, well, yeah, dude, there's nothing, right. all these were easy. Who was the creator of all of this Star Wars world? Like, okay. And then, not, his name rhymes with Lord... 
yeah. Jukis. There, like, there, was, <laughs> there were some really good questions, but then he would give too much information. Yeah, where for, it's like, for example, at the end of season one of The Mandalorian, who do we see wielding the Darksaber for the first time? Played by Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Too much information. <laughs> Dude. Um, uh, one of the questions was, what color is Mace Windu's lightsaber? So, some real softball action. Um, but, one of the things that is needs to be discussed, there was zero policing of whether or not people were using their phones to look up answers. It was strictly honor system. And we did not use ours. Never used our phones. We, yeah, we, we went into down. this with the thought of like, we need to validate ourselves. For sure. As as a podcast. I said to Sean, if we don't get top three, do we shut down 99 Nerds? Yeah. And he said yes. And that was what was on the table. Yeah, we were like a Joaquin Phoenix movie. We own the night. I is, Isn't there a part in that movie where <laughs> I've, I've never he's walking around, it's dark, never and watched he says, the movie. I own this night. <laughs> yes. Yes. To answer your time. question, yes. <laughs> um... You talk about it, David. What else happened? <laughs> yeah, so we would we go five rounds? There was yeah. there was six rounds. No, four rounds of questions, two rounds of bonus questions. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, yeah, it was questions. Sixty nine answers. Yeah, because some answer or some questions had three answers to it, like a three part question. Should have been sixty six. Yeah, should have been just to goes just goes to show. In fact, wasn't that one of the questions? Except the guy that was hosting seemed like he would purposely make it sixty nine points. Yeah. Saying. Let's say that they also <laughs> volunteer. He also volunteered to give a prize to the best team name. Yeah. Ours was just ninety nine nerds podcast. Of yeah, course, it, we were strictly promoting. I mean, which of course I thought was funny when he read our names. He's like the ninety nine nerds podcast, which is the number of listeners they have. They're like, oh. Everybody's like, oh, and we were like, jokes on you. It's really seven. <laughs> extremely accurate. But by the end of it, we had 100. So we impressed three people in that restaurant, one of which was one of the people at our table who realized he hadn't subscribed to us yet. <laughs> Fools. <laughs> our buddy. Um, it was, I mean, it was fun. I was extremely nervous. Like I said, I peed four times in between every round. I had to pee because I was so there, scared. There was, was some sweat. probably see the doctor about that. <laughs> probably. Okay. There were some neck beards that came out, dude. Yeah. Some sweats, um, <laughs> some greasy boys who hadn't showered, ready to Dang, go. Dude. There was a mist in the air. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, we got down to the final round and we were tied for first. Tied for first. We had only missed one question up to that point. It was but everyone of, missed it. It was a sheet of paper with pictures from movies and shows, and you had to write which movie, which show is this from. And the last picture was two kids. Wearing what appeared to be like plastic gauntlets in Jedi robes. And I had zero clue where it was from. I didn't even. And you guys said, oh, that's the Ahmed Best show. Well, the clue they gave was it named the movie or the TV show. Ah, And yeah, I'm like, yeah. this is obviously not a movie. This has to be from a TV show. The only show that would have live action kids in a some sort of participatory game is that Jedi Academy Challenge thing. Mm -hmm. So that's what we wrote down. Right. And then the guy said it was some. He said it was the live show from the like Disney World's Hollywood Studios thing. Yeah. And right. nobody got so it. So nobody got that. No. <clears throat> it was a picture, and you can't Google what is this picture from. Sure. So we were tied for first with yep. this other team. I think at that point it was a four way tie for first. Yeah. Going into the final round. So the last question of the last round, we get 
What does Yoda... It was the third to last question, but yeah. In the last round. What does Yoda tell Luke... What three emotions does Yoda tell Luke to avoid? That lead to the dark side, yeah. And we're all like, oh, we don't remember that little scene. We know he tells young Anakin. It's one line. Fear leads to hate, leads to suffering. Anger. Fear leads to anger. anger Yes. Like, that's what we're all thinking, but obviously that's not it. Yeah, we're like, Luke. It's Luke. It's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So we said fear. We just went with that answer. Fear, anger, hate. I'm like replaying the scene in my head over and over and over again. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't, I can't hear what he says because he's running and there's panting. Yeah. And it's like this tiny little line. Yeah. And it's like not even, it's not like a, it's literally the kind of line you just have to know what the line is. Right. That's it. Because there's not a moment where he like looks at the camera and it's like all dramatic and he says it. Right. And it's, it's such an easy, like, what did Yoda tell Luke on Google? Right. To get three answers. Oh my gosh. See, so we, we wrote fear, anger, hate. It ended up being fear, anger, aggression. I'll never forget myself. But I also... I'll never forget that line. I, well, yeah, now I'm going to know it. Up, it. Look it up a dozen times. But I wasn't really heartbroken about because I genuinely didn't know. It's it's not right. like, a, oh, I think I remember. Gosh, I can't remember. I'm just like, I don't remember this line at all. Right. So for us to just try, and, and we got two out of the three points because it was fear, anger, aggression instead of hate. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, High Republic team got all three. They ended up beating us by one point. No, 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 no. They were, they were the high Republic. Oh, right. Because of marijuana. All of the, all of, <laughs> basically all of the team names at that night were like some portmanteau or very inappropriate innuendo for like yeah. a family event. Right. Yeah. And even and the music they were playing was he's like. playing music that's dropping F-bombs and there's kids in the restaurant. Yeah, it's, the like music, a, it's a Star Wars night. I, what do you want? It was like, way louder than it needed to be. Um, I will say, so we got that wrong. Yep. We got a total of 67 out of 69. We had, there's no way we were two points down. We were only one point down. We got the aggression one wrong is what yeah. I'm saying. So now we, we ended with 67 out of 69. Okay, okay. And we lost. Because he got 68 out of 69. Yeah. Second now, place. I just want to say. First loser. First loser. The round ended. Like everybody had turned their stuff in. And I do remember he was the last one to turn it in. And they took a long time to get that sheet up. Mm. Oh my The question gosh. had been asked maybe 10 minutes before. Dang. And they sat there. And I'm, I don't want to give excuses of, oh, they cheated. But... <laughs> It's all pointing to they weren't Here's what I honest said. about it. There was a few questions I didn't know that we as a group got. One was in Return of the Jedi, who was gold leader? It was Lando. I didn't remember that. I, I would have gotten that wrong if it was just me. I would have been so much happier if the question wasn't who was gold leader in Return of the Jedi. If the question was, what is the name of the ship that gold leader contacts? Because ah. only I would know that. What is it? It's home one. Dang. Home one, this is gold later. Dude, heck yeah. But it was the easy one. See, that's too many easy questions. There were so many questions that could have been harder, but they made them too easy. Remember how we were like, because we got there really early. We got like yeah. there an hour early. We did. <laughs> Remember, I, we spent an hour talking about what are the seven 
Jedi combat form. Yeah, form. <laughs> yeah. Like, thinking we have to know that. Yeah. Never I'm asking up. you, what was the Rancor's uh, owner in yeah. Return of the Jedi? Uh, I can't remember. God, yeah. What is his name? <laughs> Meanwhile, the question would have been like, what is the beast's name that... Or no, there was a question. Yeah, it there? was like, what's the name of the guy that... What's the species of alien that fell down in the pit with him? Well, that was actually a question we did on Trivia Pursuit. Was but it? yeah. Either way. It was. Gamorian. Come yeah. on, guys. Exactly. Gamora. Nebula. <laughs> God dang it. But, uh, so Same for, thing. For me, like, I didn't know that one. I didn't know the picture, and I didn't know the Yoda line. So I wasn't tore up, because it's like, if I go into this and there's three questions I don't know, we're yeah. not, well, I'm not going to get first place. Um, we as a group did better than I would have alone, uh, but... When that guy went up to get the prize, I looked at him and I, I said, yeah, he probably knew. I don't think they were Googling. I, I, you look at the guy and it's like, he probably has more Star Wars knowledge than I do. Because at the end of the day, I'm a 99 nerd. I'm not some 100 nerd like that weirdo. Was, yeah, we like right? keep it. We, we try to hold back. For him to get one more point than us means he's a loser and he has no life. Right? <laughs> I mean, we're all trying to get to heaven here. Yeah, I'm sorry. That guy doesn't have any room for that in his no. life. <laughs> Well, one of the guys in our group was older and he kept saying, that's on me, guys. That's on me because like that was I seen Empire Strikes Back a hundred times that I didn't. But I couldn't remember it. Yeah, I didn't. But I didn't. I didn't fault him at all. It was a good group effort. We got second place. We ended up walking out with a Darth Vader Funko Pop. Yeah, and I got a Mandalorian shirt, uh, which we'll probably put on mannequin, which there's no camera. And then socks and some Grogu socks, which my sons both wore. What was uh, that? What was on one? Of the, did you get, like give away one of the gifts to like one of the kids that like third place or whatever? Well, what it was was I grabbed because that's right. Yeah, 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 the Funko Pop. I grabbed it, and then somebody was like, "Oh, you're not going to let the kid have that one." The the person who got third place, and I said, "If the kid wants this, he can take it." Like even though I'm second place, like dude, little guy, whatever you want, because yeah, his it was dad like, it was him. It was like a little kid and his dad. Yeah, or his dad and his friend were the ones who were were on the team, but his, his son was picking the prize. So I said, "Hey, if you want either of these, you can have it." I mean, just so you know, this is an adult large shirt, so you might want to just let me have that one. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But he ended up picking, I think, the other Funko The Pop. Luke Funko. Yeah, the Luke Funko. Which, it was the Walmart series. Meanwhile, David's screaming behind me, get that Vader, I want that Vader. Get that, <laughs> I want that, which, flip the box around, which set is it from? Yeah, that one's not really worth anything. Get it, I want the Vader. Yeah, the Vader is the hardest one to find in that series. Oh what, my gosh. What was cool, though, is... We got second outright, but there was a tie for third. And the last question that as a tiebreaker was how many episodes of Clone Wars are there? Which actually we would have lost. What did they say? The, I asked him and there's 133, he said. But what, what were their answers? The guy guessed 140 and it was closest to. But he went over. That should be. Eh. I, I mean, it, what I was the, what's the actual number? He said 133. I asked the guy. Oh, uh, oh OK. I said, what was the answer? He said 133. And the guy said, I guessed 140. So I don't know what the other person guessed, but it was further off. You know what's funny is... You're right, though. He went over. That should have been a bust. Wait. So, like, like that was for third. Yeah. We didn't have to answer that. No. And yet, there I was, sitting at the table, and I kept shouting to you what I thought the answer was. <laughs> yeah. I guess because I wasn't paying there attention. Was, there was I just confusion. wanted to answer more trivia questions. I know. I wanted to be a part of it, too. I wish it would have been open-ended, but it was... Hey, okay, so first place, come up here. Can uh, I, like, not be second anymore if I get okay. <laughs> A representative of first place, a representative for second place, and then we'll do a tiebreaker for third. But then he announced the question to the whole restaurant. So David's there like, is it, 
is it i i think it's like 123 and i'm like yeah it doesn't matter and he's like but it, what is it what did you tell him i'm like i didn't tell him anything this it's like i think it's one it's 120 122 i'm like david this isn't for us it doesn't matter meanwhile the other guys are like so <laughs> no, that was fun fun time it, it was, was a, a good fun time. night yeah. i told tyler that i'm gonna wear I, I lied because i'm not wearing it now i said i'm gonna wear this mandalorian shirt every day until we find another trivia night where we can redeem ourselves and get first place no we had a better idea yes we should host a trivia dude night. tyler dropping bombs he's like you guys should just host one and it it can be it can be the most brutal oh. star wars trivia challenge you've ever seen in your life i said we do the same thing five questions per round but every question gets harder so when you're if you answer number five correctly you're going to get five points for it, and it is going to be the most obscure fact that Sean can pull out of his brain. It's going to be like, what's the name of the ship that Luke is on when he gets his his robot hand replacement at the end of Empire Dude. Strikes Back? I don't know. I know what it looks like. Things like the Nebulon B or something like that. Hey. Wow. I like it. I think. So that was fun. I th- like. I don't know how we could find more, but if there's ever another Star Wars trivia night, we have to go. Yeah, for sure. Like within a hundred mile radius, I would say. Fun fact about that night: Let's is- go more north where there's less people. <laughs> no, let's go. Let's go like to in, Chicago. Like where in boxing, where let's go to crime. let's go to Comic Con, dude. Where there's a Star Wars trivia challenge, and we will win. Dude, I agree. I That'd think we fun. can do some damage with the three of us. Dave, I think I'm going to do it. What? Go to that Comic Con. I think me and Emily are gonna go too. I asked Teasy to go. He I'm gonna try. He yeah. just he's in Jamaica right now. Yeah. Dude, living the dream. What a legend. I'm not in Jamaica. No, you're right. I have disposable income. I'll be in Jamaica <laughs> in four weeks. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Taps off to David. Let's give a shout out to Dave. Big month for him. First of all, happy birthday tomorrow. Oh, thanks. Happy birthday. <laughs> Second to of all, Dave. getting married at the end of this month. Legally. Yeah. We got our marriage license today. Oh my gosh, legally. Taps off to David. Wild. Because of that, he's going to be busy for the next few weeks, so me and Sean are going to have to find some content without him. Mannequin can join in. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, yeah. Anything else? Shout out to the 99. Yeah. Although I guess it's actually 100 or something by now, so. But one of those is me. Yeah, we want to give you, (laughs) if you use code 99nerds at checkout. You will get an exclusive ticket to the trivia night that we are going to host. Dang. And then you are allowed to invite anybody you want. <laughs> and now we need to create a store shop with something to buy so they can use that promo code. How many questions should it be? 99. 100. It should be 99. <laughs> 100? <laughs> you know what's funny is for a split second right before I, th- I asked that question, I had the thought it should be 100 questions. But then I said the question... And I thought, well, obviously the right answer is 99. <laughs> and yet you said 100. <laughs> but the thing is, they're going to be, so, they're only going to get harder. Yeah. Until like people are like <laughs> sweating. They're like, I can't believe how hard this trivia is. <laughs> people are dropping out at like question 32. Yeah, because there's always like BuzzFeed or somebody who puts out a trivia challenge on the internet. And it's like 20 of the like, it's nothing. Yeah. It's like a click. It's literally, and you're like, by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, well, obviously, this was just so I could see the 50 ads they had between between episode, question 1 and 20. I've, right. got, I've already got a question. I'll have to look it up because I don't know the answer. You know how Luke's hilt has got, like, the rings? Yeah. How many, how many rings? silver rings are on Luke's uh, Return of the Jedi hilt? No, you know what was and a you really... You know what? The hardcore 99 subscribers, 
you're getting a preview to our trivia night. This will is. be a question. You know what was actually a really it's for. hard question for me? You have it. That I was surprised by, and it actually got me thinking a lot about, like, it got me looking up memories, yeah. memory things, about, like, psychology about memory, was which hand does Darth Vader have his get cut off by Luke in Return yeah. of the Jedi? And the weirdest thing is I couldn't think of it. Yeah. And it's and I think it's because there's something about, like, the Mandela effect of direction. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It's like in your memory, you can remember something, but for some reason, it's really hard for you to remember direction. Right. Because I realized I'm like, I can literally see each shot of that scene. And I don't know why I can't remember which hand it is. And you were totally right, though, because in that scene, he's holding onto the rail with his left and he's got his lightsaber in his yeah. right. But it was like, uh, he's. I know he's reaching and does he get his hand cut? And that was actually a question that all of us were battling on. It took us a while to answer that one because you're right. It's a, it's a 50, 50 shot. And I can see that scene in my mind. I know the lines. I know the posture. I know the, Oh, and it's like, I don't know which hand it was. I think it was the right, right? I think it was the left. That was brutal. Help. <laughs> Yell for help. What color is Mace Windu's lightsaber? Dang it. Uh, well, is it a trick question? Is it indigo? Is it violet? Here's it's, a hint. It's a mixture of red and blue. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That is was it, the it, night. It, it, like, could be, it could be mauve. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one that take me Get off. Get the Crayola crayons quick. They asked about Baby Yoda took the world by storm. What's his real name? That like, should have been. We should have gotten. The that's where we right, should have won. And yeah. everybody else should have been wrong. Because his real name is Din Grogu. It is no longer just Grogu. Because anybody who watches Mandalorian knows in the last episode he was adopted, he became Din Grogu. He became his apprentice. And darn it, he goes, oh, I appreciate those of you who wrote down Din Grogu because he is his apprentice now, but you're not going to get extra points for that because the correct answer is Grogu. And we're all just like, what even is this? This is amateur hours. Yeah, this is amateur hour. Lame. It was fun, though. Shout out to that guy for Dude, hosting shout it. Out that. <laughs> he was, yeah. he was shout cool. Out, shout out to that guy. He was cool. He also, we, he also talked to us afterwards about our podcast. He was He's friendly about it. Yeah. I hope he uh, listens to this because we kind of trashed him a little bit. It was mostly just just his music selection and volume was way too high. But we're simple folk. We're not like these hardcore people out there. Also, I'm sensitive to loud noises. Who isn't? (laughs) All right. Why don't we wrap this up before I get any more? This was a fun episode. Before I get any more trouble. You know what? I'm going to close it out as my man, Star-Lord. If you have ever watched our podcast before, I'm going to say to you, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Comment something. What's a good trivia question that we could incorporate um, into the next uh, Star Wars trivia night that we do? Hold on, let me switch it up here with my boy, Jonathan. And uh, yeah, what, what did you see Guardians yet? What would you give it one out of 10? Uh, we thank you for subscribing because we know you are all doing that right now. Smashing that subscribe button. A uh, big subscribe time right now. Bing, 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 here it goes. And we're thankful for you as viewers. Uh, shout out to Sean for editing this. Shout out to David. Birthday tomorrow. Wedding at the end of the month. Big month for him. Let's get to nine ninety nine. Definitely like top ninety nine months for David right now. Yeah. So good on him. Cool job. <laughs> and uh, we love you guys. So peace.